For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome everybody to another brand new episode of It's My Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host Christies, as always. And before I get started, please make sure you hit subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. And please hit follow if you're listening on any audio platforms. Today's guest is a man I am so excited for. Oh my god, we have been trying to arrange this for like... Uh, about nine months. He's such a busy, busy man. So I really actually it was about nine years. Yeah, it feels like it. <laughs> it feels like it. But I'm glad that we managed to finally get there. Busy, busy man. So I really appreciate the time that you've given me today. The word legend is thrown around far too often. Wait a minute. I appreciate your perseverance. You didn't yeah. let up. It was wonderful. You kept knocking on the door. Yeah, was I was great. emailing you like every month. Like, are you are you ready yet? Are you ready yet? Maybe. But no, like I said, you're a busy man. I appreciate that completely. Appreciate well, listen, that's it. I can't stay. I'm really tied up at the moment. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for, for coming on the show. That was great. <laughs> Bill, no, like I say, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Um, the word legend is thrown around so much these days, but you've been a massive part of the industry in six different decades. A legendary columnist, writer, interviewer, photographer presenter journalist you've basically done it all anybody who for some reason doesn't know who my guest is today is the one and only the iconic mr bill apter bill thank you thank so you much for joining me man this is an absolute honor to have you on the show how, well, how are things how's it going you i'm glad to be joining you and uh, i didn't know you were coming apart but i'm glad to uh <laughs> as i mentioned it's I hadn't shaved for today, but I do. I know that you're based in the United Kingdom, and I just want to let you know my ties with the United Kingdom. I never go without a bag of brown tree fruit gums. Yeah, my one, of the, one of the more popular ones here. But I'm I'm the opposite. Like I I don't like a lot of UK candy or sweets. I buy a lot of American candy and sweets. So like, what's yeah. your favorite American? Candy? I like Hershey, but a lot of people don't like Hershey. Yeah, no, I'm a dark chocolate Hershey guy for sure. Yeah, I love Hershey. Uh, Reese's, love peanut butter. Uh, yeah. Man, where do I start? Mounds, milk duds. Uh, I could honestly, I could be here for hours talking. Do you like milk, milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Bit of both. I like white chocolate as well. Peppermint bark, that's a thing we don't really get here, yeah. but you seem to have a lot in yeah. America. Now, remember, I'm a New Yorker originally, so it's not chocolate, as you say it so politely. It's chocolate. 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 Now you got it. Anyway, yeah. thanks for having me on the show. I'm honored. <laughs> no, no, it's an absolute pleasure. I know, as I said in the intro, you're a busy man, so I'm not going to keep you for too long, so I'm going to get right into it. Um, I know that you're obviously very up to date because of because of the work that you do for Sports Keter. I know you obviously. Yes, you notice I have an official Sports right Keter hat Cheap that plug. I had. Cheap plug there. But um, I respect the hustle. I respect that you're always representing. Um, I know that you're 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 very up to date in what's going on in wrestling at the moment because of of what you do for Sports Kida. So straight off the bat, I wanted to ask you for your thoughts on uh, WWE Day One, the the first pay per view of its type. There. Oh my god! I got so much grief because I loved almost the whole show. I'm not a Happy Corbin or a, a Madcap Moss uh, guy. I'm I just 
it's not them, it's the personas, the characters that they portray. Um, but other than that, the Usos match was incredible. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people bombed the heck out of the girls match and I thought it was really good. Yeah. I really thought it was really good. And then of course the main event uh, that I call some booking genius because uh, they didn't have to do it the way they did, but putting Barack Lesnar, Barack Lesnar in there uh, as a last minute change for Roman Reigns was a work of brilliance. Uh, and we did get to see uh, a little bit of Brock against Bobby Lashley. And as everyone saw on Monday Night Raw, this is going to be something that, uh, yeah, we can't wait to see Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. But Bobby Lashley impresses me so much um, as an athlete because he comes out um, like a boxer would at a... Uh, a zillion dollar event with a sport jacket and he looks like a he looks like a terrific athlete which he is but he represents what he does so very well and i think the combination of he and mvp uh i never knew that uh mvp had that um had that schmaltz in him so to say but man oh man he really surprised everyone but no i i would say that show, I give it a, uh, a, a seven point five out of ten. Yeah, I think that's a good rating. I, I would have gone for a seven or an eight. I think, like you said, Liv Morgan. I think that was her best match in WWE. Oh, absolutely! Brought out the best in her. The main event was great. Usos versus New Day. We've seen it a hundred times, but I would watch it another hundred times because it's they... always better than the match before. Yeah. And then the, the the match, even the Street Profits match, was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was really good. I think if that had gone on before the Usos New Day, we'd probably be, be saying that that was the best match of the yeah. night. But... Now, several people IM'd me and they said, is that really Montez Ford? He looks totally different. <clears throat> yeah, they they came across... I, I thought it was a heel turn. The way the match started, they seemed very heelish. I think a lot of people yeah. commented on that and then it just didn't it just didn't happen. He just He looked different. There was something different about him. I don't know. Yeah, he had a different, a different vibe to him. He just yeah, had yeah. a bit more of an attitude. Yes, but that uh, leap he did last last night, depending upon when you're watching this, yeah. what what he did on Monday Night Raw um, was in in that uh, in that match was unbelievable. So he got up so high. Yeah, really. I don't know how An he did. Freak athlete. He's these. He did it exactly as I taught him how to do it. <laughs> Um, you, you you mentioned Brock Lesnar. You mentioned the main event. Like, what? How do you see that playing out now that Brock is the champion? Obviously, he was in the middle of a program with Roman, who is also champion. So, how do how do you see that, or how would you have it play out? Oh goodness! Well, especially with Paul. Would I have it play? Well, I would have it play out as a uh, as a three way situation with Roman Reigns, Brock, Bobby Lashley, and. Uh, Roman Reigns, yeah. And that's probably what they're going to do. But I think that the fans want to see one-on-one -on -one at this point, Lashley and Brock Lesnar. That's got that, and I know it's been used to death, this term, but it's got that big fight feel to yeah. it. 
yeah. If nothing on the if nothing on the card comes close to it, you get that as your prime main event. It's worth waiting for. Yeah, and we've been waiting a long time. People have been asking for that match for a long time. Last oh yeah, I don't know why they haven't done it yet, but now the circumstances with uh, Roman Reigns unfortunately having COVID and having to pull out of this whole thing teased that whole new situation. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. A lot of people are going to uh, saying that it's going to be a boring match, but I just I just like two big powers beating the hell out of each other. No, tell those people wonderful Willis said they're wrong. <laughs> so they might be saying it once they've seen the match. Will they? I, I, I believe you're I'm right. Sure their opinions will change after the I match. I can't right. wait. I can't wait at all. Right, so let's go. Um, I want I want to go back back into history, back into past. You you like I said, you've been around the business for such a very long time. Forever. Yeah. Yeah, in like six different decades. That's that's pretty impressive. But one of the one of the I... that um springs to mind whenever I think of or see your name is is the infamous feud between. Jerry Lawler and, and Andy Kaufman. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, an infamous feud. Brilliant. No, remember, I'm a New Yorker originally. It's Kaufman. Kaufman. I wasn't sure. It's a New Kaufman. Yorker. Yeah. Kauf or <laughs> I wasn't Kaufman. sure which. Kaufman. In New York, it's Kaufman. Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. To look at it, I would say Kauf, like Kaufman. Yeah, but that's, that's Kaufman. Kaufman. So, Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman. There we go. That yes. legendary feud. Um, I know, obviously, you were the man responsible for introducing them to each other. I did. And uh, hold on a minute. Let me just find something. On the cover of my book. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Next. Oh, I didn't know it was broken. Let me grab you my You got to get the book. Oh, look at that. You have? Oh, look wow. at that. I just happen to have one next but to no, me. Show that picture of uh, Andy and I. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Show the picture of Andy and I right there. That one there. That second, second box, yeah. Show it up to the camera. So, uh, Let's see if we can see that. A little bit blurry. Yeah, well, now we can have it in 3D. There we go. On your 3D yeah. glasses. But yeah, uh, I'm, uh, I was responsible for uh, putting the key in the ignition in that feud. Um, Andy was at Madison Square Garden. It's documented in my book. Um, Andy was at Madison Square Garden one night trying to get the ear of Vince McMahon Sr. And Vince was, oh, you know, a nice young man and all that. Can you do me a favor? Just tell him I'm not interested. Well, I don't want any celebrities to. So Andy asked me, he said he knew who I was from the magazines. And he asked me, he said, what are you doing after the matches? I said, well, I'm uh, going back to my apartment in Queens, New York, for in uh, Kew Gardens. I know there's a Kew Gardens there and there's a Forest Hills there as well in, uh, in England. Um, so he said, how do you get there? I said, oh, I take the subway. He said, well, can I come with you? So here I've got with me one of the most recognizable celebrities in the world on the E-train with me going back to my apartment. At that time, my roommate was a... Uh, a uh, fabulous lady wrestler by the name of Susan Sexton from Australia. And we came into the apartment she, and every other word out of her mouth was the F-bomb. And she walks in, she says, hi, Bill. Oh, it's F and Andy Calvin. What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> we sat down, we started talking wrestling for a few hours. She says, is that all you can talk about? She went in the bedroom, put on her headphones, Ramones, gabba, gabba, hey. And we never saw her the rest of the night. So he and I were talking and uh, I said, Vince McMahon will never, he didn't know what his son was going to do, but Vince McMahon would never 
hire an entertainer or a performer uh, outside of the wrestling business to do anything. So I said, but I do have a friend in Memphis, Tennessee by the name of Jerry Lawler. And Andy said, well, he's seen pictures of him in a magazine and they have gimmicks there like the Franken. If I keep rubbing my nose, by the way, it's cold down here and after Zally's, I wanna make sure there's no, no uh, nothing uh, coming out, so to say. Um, so we told them that uh, Jerry's company uh, Mid-South at that point had monsters like the Frankenstein monster and the Wolfman and all this kind of stuff. And they'd probably love to have him. So I said, let's, let's go call him. He said, well, he looked at his watch. He said, it's like one o'clock in the morning or midnight. He's, I said, we're wrestling people. We're always up. <laughs> so we called Jerry Lola picks up the phone. He says, you've got Andy Kaufman, the guy starring in the show taxi in your roach infested apartment. I said, hold on. I put Andy on and the old cliche, the rest is history. You know what happened? We went on, that went on not only through their entire feud, but the David Letterman show, which is, has been ranked one of the 10 best moments in television. I mean, and I was part of it. Yeah, yeah, I started it going. And it's amazing how many people didn't know that. When I mentioned it to Triple H, he didn't know it. I mentioned it to Stephanie. They didn't know it. Um, Vince Sr. didn't even know it till Jerry Lawler told him. And Vince Sr. said, you know, that's the one angle I would have loved to have had. <laughs> but he never got it. He never got it. Mm, so, yeah, crazy. but yeah, that was incredible time. Uh, the next day, Jerry Lawler wanted to come out and visit the magazines and the boss, the office in Long Island, and Mr. Weston, the publisher, I said, can we get him a limo? He, was on. he said, let him take the train. So here's Lawler, like a major star at this point, he took the Long Island Railroad out to, uh, to our office, spent a few hours there, and then we drove him back to Manhattan, uh, where Rodney Dangerfield, his comedy hero, was appearing at Dangerfield's nightclub. And uh, we went in, Red Fox, the comedian, was appearing there that night, but we walked in, and who was standing there at the bar? Roddy Dangerfield, and Jerry got to meet one of his heroes. Yeah, so it was a great time. Yeah, crazy. What a mad life, like, just for these people to just be there. Um, it's, it's... Yeah, he was just hanging out at his own bar. Yeah, just there, like, oh, hey. Yeah, Roddy Dangerfield. Hey, hey, oh, you, he said, hey, you and uh, Kaufman were really good on the, on the Letterman show last night. <laughs> mad. Madness. It's even it's crazy to hear as well. You say, "Oh, Vince didn't want to book celebrities or entertainers." Well, Vince Senior. Vince Senior. Yeah. Was was Vince yeah. Vince Vince Senior just really against that sort of stuff? Was it more of like Vince, Vince Senior was like the old school promoter where wrestling was a sport, and you don't you know you can have a celebrity walk in the ring and do this kind of thing and all that, but uh, not to be competing. No. Hmm. And yet, yeah, once you... in a while. Once in a while, they would have boxer versus wrestler, but I don't think Vince Senior even did that. All oh, right, and yet then you get you get Vince Junior, who books oh. started booking celebrities left, right, and center. Oh, of course, because Vince Junior's Vince Junior's um, my boss used to say to me, he Vince Junior hates the business. That's what he used to say to me, and I said, why do you say that? He wants to turn it into a concert like concert audience. Yeah. And he certainly did. 
Yeah. He certainly did. He made this, uh, it was very good. It was bad for all the old school promoters, of course, mm. because they didn't have the funds or anything to invest in any or start up anything or even the talent and the money that was being offered. But it was a great thing for the wrestlers who did work for Vince Jr. because they never had earned money that could keep them and their families uh, in a good state of living. Yeah, yeah. I've I've never had the opportunity to speak to anybody about about Vince Senior. What was he? What were your dealings with him like? What was he like? Well, again, there's a, there's a bunch of chapters. That, let me refresh my fruit gum here. <laughs> Thank you. That was an orange one. Um, I had many dealings with Vince Senior, and there's a whole chapter in my book. Uh, about the ups and downs with him. Um, thank you. Is wrestling fixed? I didn't know it was broken. <laughs> keep lifting. However, <laughs> however, um, there were good times with him, and there were rocky roads with him. One time, we um, got a set of pictures from uh, Jerry Lawler's uh, one of his photographers, not his official photographer, of Andre the Giant versus Jerry Lawler. And I asked the photographer, what was the finish? He said, Lawler ducked and Andre went over the ropes and he was counted out. So we ran the story, how a midget, we call Jerry Lawler a midget because next to Andre, he was, <laughs> how a midget defeated Andre the Giant. When that magazine came out, I got a screaming call from Vince Sr., who was his booking, Andre's booking agent. What the hell did you guys do? Andre's never lost anyone. Who told you that? I saw it. So we were, he was getting ready to never let me into his shows again. <laughs> it's that serious. It was very serious back then. Um, luckily, we were able to smooth things over. And we came out with another issue saying uh, with the headline, Andre the Giant Wrestling's only undefeated superstar. And then there were times when I would call him just to get the top 10 rankings. And his wife, Juanita, would answer the phone. I'd have a very pleasant conversation with her and then a nice conversation with him also. So he was a, um, he was a very classy businessman. Uh, he always wore a tuxedo backstage at the matches when he came to Madison Square Garden. And he always treated uh, most of the wrestlers and their families to, um, to dinner at uh, some of the finest places in Manhattan. Yeah, he was class A. Yeah, whenever I've seen pictures of him or read read anything about him that anybody said, he he does he he's sort of like in my head he's sort of that. What what you would sort of like? Oh, how can I word? He's a British like a British gentleman. Yeah, like a, just a very yeah, yeah. seen a movie. Yes, absolutely. That absolutely. sort of promoter. He was that very one. dapper, very uh, yeah. always looked good. I'd wow. never seen I'd never seen a hair out of place. Suave and sophisticated. The kind of man that always carried a comb. Yes. I don't know if he always carried a comb or he had a personal uh, assistant. So. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Just touch you up a little bit. I still have my comb over here. <laughs> it's, it's, lovely, it's lovely to hear stories still. about Vince Senior because, like I said, I've never had the opportunity to. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, he, um, uh, he, once the change started coming over to Vince Jr., and Vince Jr. was going to ban all the magazines from the shows, which he eventually did because he was going to start his own magazine. Um, Vince Sr. 
did not believe his son was going to do that. He'd say, no, no, talk to Vinny, work something out. But it never, never happened. Hmm. It did have a couple of few times we were allowed back in. Uh, but that's when they needed more publicity. And we, the wrestling magazines, we were the internet before the internet. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it was the only we way were. information. We were. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, even I, even I briefly, vaguely remember, because I, I was born in 89, so obviously the internet didn't really become a big thing until probably about 10 or so years later, 10, 11. Sure, sure, sure. So I remember I would I would have to get the WWF magazine if I wanted any information. Yeah. Well, right, our yeah. magazines, I, I think, uh, were sold in uh, the United Kingdom too. I'm pretty sure Pro Wrestling Illustrated was, uh, was sold at uh, um, W.H. Smith. Yeah, yeah, W.H. Smith was normally the, yeah. the main place to get. I believe I know that, huh? <laughs> Is that where you get your your wine gums from? From the no, no, my no, no, I don't like the wine gums. It's fruit gums. No, I yes, I used to get them when I got off the plane. They, I, right in the airport, I would get ten rolls of that stuff, and my uh, orange Fanta. I think when I was that that age, I wouldn't have really paid much attention to PWI if I saw it on the shelf because the WWF yeah. logo would have yeah. jumped out. Of, oh, of course. Oh, so you're the one, huh? No. I was the one, the one kid that yes. didn't read Peter. No, no, that's fine. I, <laughs> I... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad we mentioned PWI because I wanted to come on to that. Um, obviously, you helped to compile. I know there's a bit of a misconception. Everybody thinks that PWI was like your thing, that, that you created it, but you helped oh. to compile it from from like 91 to 99, so about eight. Yeah, um, you talking about the PWI 500? Yes, yeah. Oh, no. So I never, it wasn't my idea. No. We were sitting around the editor's desk one day and somebody said, why don't we do a, uh, a listing like Forbes, like the top hundred wrestlers. And I was like, eh. then somebody said, why don't we do 500? <laughs> the editor said, great idea. Looked at Bob Smith, the editor. He said, it's yours. Bob was a very great guy. He's still around the wrestling business. He's on John Arizzi's podcast every week. Um, John Rizzi's Spotlight podcast. And uh, Bob was a great guy in the wrestling office, but when he was working on the 500, you'd say, good morning, Bob, leave me alone. <laughs> uh, what we would do is we would go into a room and we would rank the first 100 guys. After that, a lot of people just kind of fell into the same yeah. categories. Um, Bob wrote all the capsule profiles of them, et cetera. The problem for me is when I went out on the road, I always brought copies of the magazines with me. And the wrestlers took this very, very, very seriously. And of course they would, because this is their image yeah. there. Uh, this is their, their livelihood. This is how they're taking care of themselves and their families. And the guy would say to me, wait, 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 this guy's number five. I beat him six times and you made me number six. And I said, well, you know, it's win and loss records. It's, we actually went over all that kind of uh, that kind of stuff. But I was never the one who came up with the idea, nor did I compile it. And to this day, I've been gone from that magazine for 25 years or more at this point. And I still get wrestlers that younger guys that will call me and say, you know what? I thought you were, you and I were friends. I said, what are you talking about? The PWI? I said, I haven't been working them forever. <laughs> so I still get it. And Stu Sachs, the uh, 
the editor before the new editor, Kevin McLaney, uh, took, he used to tell, oh no, Bill did the whole thing. He said he loved getting me in trouble. <laughs> So I was going to ask, like, do you think that the wrestlers still take it that seriously now? But obviously they do if you're still getting fans. Absolutely. Oh, no, I know they do. I know they do. I go backstage at some of the WWE shows and I, absolutely. Somebody will come over to me with a magazine with a 500 and say, who did this crap? <laughs> They'd be very upset. Yeah. Yes. They're very upset because it's a pride and ego thing because everybody sees everybody waits for two issues per year the annual awards and the PWI 500. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to, it was, was difficult. And even before that years and years before that, I would get in trouble when I brought the magazine with apartment wrestling in there with two gorgeous bikini clad ladies wrestling in an apartment that I had nothing to do with, but they all blamed me <laughs> because I was the face of the magazines. And to, apparently to some people, I still am. Yeah, I think yeah, I think when if you if you say PWI, Bill Apter is the first name that that springs to mind. It is for me, even though I've read the book and I know these these yeah, things. Yeah. I would what book did you read? Sorry, what book did you read? Uh, it's it's this book here that actually that I happen to have. Oh, it's wrestling fixed. I didn't know it was broken. I have to get that. Yeah, yeah, it's a good book. It's a good book. You can find it on Amazon. Yes, yes, and in the United States, you can find it at Barnes and Noble too. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Barnes and Noble is that like your your biggest sort of like retailer for books? Yeah, it was. It was. They, most of them are all gone at this point. I met them both. I like Barnes. I didn't like Noble. But seriously, <laughs> we have Waterstones. Like we don't have many bookshops anymore. Yes, no, we don't either anymore. We had Borders. We had Borders. That was my favorite bookstore, and those are all yeah, gone. We we had that for a little while, but we only had it for a few years. I know. I made many trips to the United Kingdom. Alex Shane booked me there many times. Uh, and when I was doing a Total Wrestling magazine, I was there two or three times a year. How how hard was it when, when the PWI 500 was being compiled back in those days, in the early 90s when there was no internet? How hard was it to get hold of that information, like the wins and losses? Did you just have to make phone calls to, to get it from... It was all phone calls. And a lot of times we, we just did it from what we watched on television, just our local TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't, it wasn't something that we could do uh, perfectly because again, there was no internet, so we couldn't do that, but a lot of phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. And most of the phone calls were to the promoters uh, because the wrestlers would say, Oh no, I won every match I did. <laughs> Well, I saw you get pinned by Rick Steiner. No, optical no. illusion. No, no, somebody else. Somebody else. Optical illusion. <laughs> um, right, I'm going to say eight words to you. Um, my God, Bobby, what happened to your face? The oh, my God. Infamous so cover. That, that was the cover of the Wrestler magazine when I first met Mr. Weston. I was at the Men's Grill at the Biltmore Hotel in Midtown Manhattan. Everybody dressed really well, all businessmen, classy ladies. And he pulls out this magazine with Bobby Heenan's face all covered pushed in blood. Yeah. And he said to me, keep it down. I'm not proud of this, but it's going to sell magazines. That's what he sounded like. He said, there are two things in wrestling that sell magazines, blood and sex. Yeah. 
So yeah, that was the first time I had met him. So I wasn't a part of that magazine at that point, but in our first meeting together, that's the latest issue that he had shown me. Do you know if there, were there any, because when I was young, and I know we were talking about the sort of magazines that, that we would see on the shelves in WH Smith or wherever. Excuse me, Roundtree round tree Fruit Gum Break. Go ahead. um you you didn't really see magazines like that you didn't really see like blood and and violence no the reason the distributors started having a problem um with the public that uh, didn't want those things blood shown on the covers a lot of the distributors wouldn't take a magazine with blood on the cover So after a certain period of time, Mr. Weston had... Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Stop putting blood on the cover. Yeah, yeah. I imagine it was quite hard to get that cleared, especially... Well, to him, it was terrible because to him that sold magazines. But when we started doing PWI, we changed a lot of what was going on in the other wrestling magazines they kept their signatures, so to say, but PWI, we wanted to make into the uh, um, Sports Illustrated of pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Can you enlighten, because I think a lot of people have seen the cover. It's, it's such an iconic photo, an iconic magazine cover. But can you enlighten people as to like the story behind it, why Bobby was, was bleeding? Am I right in thinking that it was Bruiser Brody? No, it was not Bruiser Brody. It was, uh, uh, he was... No, no, he was, at that point, he was the manager of uh, Lanza and Blackjack Mulligan. Um, I don't remember who cut him there, but it, it may have been uh, Ray Stevens or um, Nick Bockwinkle, who he wasn't managing at that time. Oh, no, actually, just came through. It was Crusher, Reggie Lasowski, the Crusher. Crusher. That's who did that to him. All right. Hmm. Just as part of an angle. 
Yes. Well, I don't know because I back then I was still a fan. I was kind of smart to the business, but uh, I didn't see Bobby Heenan. He wasn't in WWF at that point. So I didn't see much of him. I knew of him through the magazines. That was it. Hmm. Right, okay. I, I couldn't tell you what it was. Fair enough. No, right. So as as a man, like I say, I keep mentioning it. You've been in the business, in the industry for such a long time. You're still bang up to date with everything that's going on in the business, in the industry. So I wanted to get your thoughts on sort of just the industry as a whole. Like, what, what do you think? Wait, I thought you were going to have eight... Uh... Eight questions. Oh, this is one of the eight. Yes, go ahead. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, what What do you think WWE can do to to recapture their old magic? And also, I'm I'm interested to get your thoughts on AEW. Do you think that they are true competition to WWE yet, or are they still just a bit of well, a? The first part of your question. A lot of the fans today would not sit and watch the matches that I watched when I was growing up as a fan. A lot of matches were 35 minutes, 45 minutes, one hour. The fan today likes his quick action, in my opinion, the majority, because that's what they've been accustomed to by WWE. If AEW, AEW has become competition with them in the fact that people who are looking for less entertainment value and more pro wrestling are going in that direction. But I've always said this forever, to become true competition, you have to have the same amount of network TV. You have to have the same amount of internet saturation, YouTube channels, et cetera. WWE's long arms, they're like an octopus. They have arms every place. AEW is growing those arms right now. Is it a viable set of competition? Uh, it is becoming that because more people that I talk about who don't know about pro wrestling will say, hey, what's this new league that I see on Wednesday nights when I'm channel turning? So it's obviously uh, they're picking up on it. Yeah. So to have somebody, have a group of people uh, come out of nowhere, so to say, and start up a wrestling company and gain this kind of TV exposure is amazing. And for a company like uh, uh, Turner Broadcasting, I'm going to call it Turner Broadcasting, Time Warner, to reinvest in pro wrestling after throwing it out, and ha- but having uh, many profitable years under Ted Turner there, it just shows that they, they believe in what's going on now. And the ratings are, uh, are really good. I hate when people say, oh, my God, they didn't do a million viewers. They only did 9,992.5. Oh, come on. <laughs> they're still, they're, they're still uh, out there. And I think it's a really uh, good product. I, I enjoy it. I also enjoy WWE. I enjoy uh, NWA. I watch them on. Uh, I wish they would get TV, too. Uh, there's a lot of new uh, lady wrestling product coming out shortly. So, and I do watch New Japan when I get an, uh, a chance to. Uh, that Japanese wrestling style of uh, no shtick, so to say, is very intriguing. But again, I don't know if the typical fan that watches WWE, the kids standing at the school bus in the morning, is going to have the patience to watch that. 
Yeah, and it's also on at a difficult time as well, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's why that's why God invented DVRs. Yeah, yeah. I I very rarely get a chance to watch it. Um, you mentioned networks in there. I don't know much about US networks. I'll be honest. We've got our networks here, obviously, but sure, I'm familiar with those. AW are obviously moving to TBS soon. Like, is is that a good move for them? Yes, it's a great move. Sure, that's where WCW was originally, and it's owned by the same company. So yeah, I just hope they don't lose any fans who either forget that they're on there or don't get it on their cable network. Yeah, I don't think they would. I don't think they would have moved it had it not been really taken apart and examined before the move. Yeah, I think at this early stage of their lifespan, they wouldn't have taken that risk. No, I really when they're starting to I'm pick... talking about the T I'm talking about the T V company. Oh with with TBS. Yes, yeah. I oh T V S taking that risk. Right, yeah. Yeah. I think... Well T B S T N T is that whole company. Yeah. So it's a whole mother company. What um what were your thoughts on, on Ring of Honor? What happened with Ring of Honor recently? Oh, I'm going to miss Ring of Honor. I used to go to a lot of their shows in Philadelphia. Um, I'm sorry to see them fold, but they allegedly will be back in uh, in April. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I was uh, very unhappy to witness their wrestlers having to look for work. Again, it's their job. It's their families, et cetera. But uh, hopefully we'll see a resurgence in uh, in April because there's a lot of fans rooting for them to come back, and I'm one of them. Yeah, I definitely am. I've I've interviewed loads of Ring of Honor talent on the show. Um, a lot of the ones that I spoke to recently in the last month or so have said that they they weren't surprised at the news, at the the news of the closure or the hiatus, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, they they said that they weren't surprised. They kind of saw it coming. Um, well, they need real TV. They they have syndicated TV. Well, they had syndicated TV. Um, and I know Joe Coff, he's a very, very good friend. Uh, and he did a great job getting them on the Sinclair network. But they need TV like um, AEW yeah. has. The thing is, their, ring, their in-ring product, the lighting was always unusual. Maybe, I don't know if you noticed that, but and it, it didn't scream out of production values. But it had a good old flavor of some of the old dingy arenas that I used to go to back in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. And and pun intended, but it had some of the best pure wrestling anywhere. Oh, absolutely. The... Yeah. That's a good intended pun. That's a very good intended <laughs> pun. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Uh, it's it's a shame. They, they, they've said that when they if they come back in April, they want to have a unique style of wrestling, a unique presentation. I don't know what that means a unique i don't either because they, they really can't do anything better than they did i think though the mistake in my opinion that i would have done uh i would have had the final show in philadelphia because i think they would have had to turn people away where the baltimore fans are great but they didn't turn out in droves to see them yeah yeah i agree no completely agree it's a shame they did they did an incredible service to their talent during covid obviously that's come back to bite them on the oh, yeah. behind a little bit you know they, yeah. they did an incredible thing in supporting everybody paying everybody for that year and a half or two correct years. but bless them for doing that yeah absolutely so they hopefully... kept a lot of people out of the unemployment line yeah absolutely as long as they could so fingers crossed fingers crossed they'll come back soon and you know what i'm very 
I want to send congratulations to Ian Riccoboni, one of their broadcasters, who's now going to be doing some New Japan and other companies broadcasting as well. Fantastic. Yeah. He's a great guy. He used to live in my neighborhood. Um, he's just one of the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah. And he's very talented. He deserves this. Yeah, very talented. One of the best in the business. A name yes. that doesn't get brought up enough when people talk about analysts or commentators and things like that. He's a name that doesn't Excellent. get brought up. Actually, he and uh, Colt Cabana two years ago or three years ago got the After Chat Broadcaster Team of the Year award. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, Colt Cabana's another one that's underrated. Oh, fabulous. But now, you know, he's uh, AEW. And he's doing great there. I love I loved to see him. Uh, I love to see him performing. Yeah, he's good. On, for him. on a stage where everybody can see him now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he deserved that opportunity for a lot Absolutely. of work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. He never, to... he never ages. He's he's ageless. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't at, at all. He's like the song Copacabana. <laughs> I... Just like the song. I am going to, um, I want to throw some like quick fire questions. Well, wait a minute. Do you know the song Copacabana? Yeah, Copacabana. Um, oh, Barry Manilow. I was going to say Barry Manilow, yeah. Yes, my my singing hero. So, I'm one of the few people in the world who can rap that song. Are you ready for this? Okay, please do. Please do. <laughs> Yo, her name was Lola. She was a showgirl at the Copa, Copacabana, the hottest spot north of her. Okay, you got it. That's an exclusive. There we go. That's not what I expected today at well, all. <laughs> you got that. You got that. There we go. I'm going to make that into a clip. You can do that. Bill after do- rapping. Bill Raptor. Bill Raptor, yes. Go, I've been called that before. That's fine. That's your stage name. You need to trademark that soon. Only when I do my rap stuff. <laughs> right, I am going to throw some quick fire questions at you. You don't have to answer them as quick fire. You can take as much time as you want, but because you've seen so much in the business, I just want to I just want to get some some answers out of you for your your personal opinions. Let's let's do it. Brought to you by Thumbs and and sponsored by Sparkling Ice. My sponsored by book. Is Wrestling Fixed? I didn't know it was broken. You know it was broken. On sale now, fans. So, right. By the way, I do know a couple of British songs. Okay. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of trinkle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. You never heard that? I didn't know that that was the words to Pop Goes the Weasel, no. Yes, but Anthony Newley recorded that. He wrote the song. I had no idea. Another one of my British, another one of my British heroes. Look him up after we do this. Look up Anthony N E W L E Y. I know the tune, but I've never, other than the words "Pop Goes the Weasel." It, it was a record when your parents were growing up. Oh, they probably my my parents have probably still got that. They've got a huge record collection. Your parents will know who Anthony. When you tell them that I mentioned Anthony Newley, they'll go, "Did he?" Anthony Newley. Yeah. Anthony, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write the name down because I will forget. That's all right. Anthony, Anthony Newley. N-E-W-L-E-Y. N-E-W-L-E-Y. Anthony Newley. Okay. He was a movie star. He wrote several Broadway shows. He wrote all the songs for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yeah, Willy Wonka. Absolute genius. And he was married to Joan Collins. Anyway, going back to... Who wasn't married to Joan Collins? Um, Right, I was. You were too? Yeah, at some point, probably. Amazing. Oh, you were the guy... 
Anyway, quick fire question. Right, okay, so who, in your opinion, is the best pure wrestler today? God, I don't want to get anyone... See, when I do these kind of things, I get in trouble. So <laughs> That's but, why uh, I do them. That's why I do them. If I say Brian Danielson... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think most people would agree. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure they would. Um, okay, the best entertainer in the in the industry today. Today, wow. Yeah, lots of options. MJF. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do you like his style of of heel work? It's not a lot in of people don't like. Pro Wrestling Illustrated. We had a columnist named Eddie Elner. Eddie was a heel columnist after Dan Shockett died. MJF is the equal of what Eddie Elner was to the magazines. I think he's incredible. Okay. He's a wise guy. He's entertaining. And the reason that I'm saying he's entertaining is because you can't really turn the channel when he's up there. You never know what he's going to say. Yeah, whether you love him or hate him. He's yeah. must see yeah. TV. Yeah, I can agree with that. Absolutely agree with that. Okay, um, most underrated wrestler today, or mo- underutilized, or underrated. God, that's that's very difficult. Yeah, I see so many people that I I wish were were moved. Um, this is going to sound totally foolish. Are you ready? Okay. They took the rug out from Otis. Okay. We need to bring Otis yeah. back up. Yeah. You talk about a wrestler who has entertainment value and underrated for a guy his size. He can do a lot of stuff, but they're burying him at this point. Yeah, yeah. Took him from a fun, well-liked tag team. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about... When I'm saying he's underrated, meaning he's not on the radar that he was a few yeah. years ago when they had him win the uh, Money in the Bank, etc. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't know why they did that to him. Funnily enough, my most underrated is his current tag team partner, Chad Gable. Yeah, no, underrated as well. Incredible, one of the uh, one of the best pure wrestlers anywhere. Absolutely, he's a pure wrestler. That's why he's underrated and not utilized the way they could use him. Uh, AEW probably would have used him, or Ring of Honor, or NWA would use him in a different method. Ring of Honor, yeah. Yeah. Chad Gable versus Jonathan Gresham and matches like that. Wow. Absolutely. That'd be incredible. Okay. um, Who do you think will be the next big thing? Brock Lesnar. No. The next big thing. I haven't seen that person yet. Oh, okay. You don't think there's anybody? I've seen him yet. No. That could be the next megastar. No. Who do you look at? I don't mean. I don't think there's anybody that's going to reach the level of John Cena or The Rock or anybody anybody well, that's going to transcend the business. Well, Rick Steiner's son in NXT. Yeah, he's, I was going to say Bron Breaker. I think. Yeah, he, he's he's got a he's got a uh, this is my sixth. He's got a um, a good chance of uh, yeah. doing that. Yeah, he, he very much feels like a Vince kind of guy. Looks yeah. like a Vince kind of guy as well. Yes. So. yes. I'm sure he will be pushed to the moon at some point. He's probably I was gonna... going to say originally, you know, I really like Austin Theory, but I don't know if I like this whole. Uh, I think that the thing with he and Vince has gone on a little bit, a little bit too long in my estimation. Yeah, it's a bit weird. I don't know where it's headed. I don't either, but I had the Royal Rumble. Obviously, is going to have something to do with it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Who do you think might win the Royal Rumble? 
Oh my goodness. That's another really tough one, because I've had a few... I thought it might be Lashley, but obviously he's going up against Brock already. I thought it might have been Kevin Owens or Seth Rollins. They seem like the most likely. It might It, it might turn out to be uh, Drew. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and go for Roman. Maybe. Something like that. I don't know. So or it's someone we don't we haven't seen brought up to that level yet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, thinking WWE, like a... and I already think after seeing him against AJ Styles last night, my time, uh, they could have done that with Omos and made him another Andre the Giant, but I think that's kind of past. They're showing weaknesses in him already. With Andre, they never showed any weakness. No, no, I think I think he'll be champion at some point, maybe this year or next year. Omos. Omos, I don't, I don't, I don't think I agree with that. I think he's he'll be a special attraction. Uh, but did you notice that the fans were cheering AJ Styles and booing Omos? Yeah, he's obviously been positioned as the, as the heel in this, even though it was AJ who snapped and sort yeah. of turned on Omos. Yeah, yeah. I don't put it. A way that AJ Styles may not win the Royal Rumble. He's also a yeah. good choice. Yeah, yeah, another really good choice. Absolutely. Okay, um, the greatest rivalry of all time. Of all time? Mm. Goes by decades with me. But I'll say Flair. I'll put, I'll put Flair Steamboat up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's another one that I think a lot of people will agree with. Not Charlotte Flair, Bonnie Steamboat, Ric Flair. And Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Um, one match that never happened that you would have loved to have seen, past or present? Barack Lesnar against Bruno Sammartino. Ooh, okay, yeah. That's the match that yeah. should have happened if they were both in the same time period. Wow, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I always go to um, Eddie Guerrero versus Shawn Michaels. Oh, of course. That would have been great. It been amazing. Or... Kurt Angle versus Bret Hart is another one. That would have been excellent too. But as soon as you mentioned that, my mind went right to the Bruno Brock match. Yeah, man, that would have been a match, match that can never happen. Great headline for another uh, sports Kita story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what was your favorite era or decade of wrestling and why? The Jim Crockett, Florida Championship Wrestling, uh, Atlanta Championship Wrestling. Era because the, the the people, the wrestlers in that time period, the Road Warriors, Nikita Koloff, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, Bobby Eaton, Dennis Condry, Jim Cornette, the Meccan Dream, Dusty Rhodes, if you will, um, just J.J. Dillon, the Four Horsemen, I mean, and everybody down in Florida, I just, my God, the Ole Anderson. Yes, I liked Ole Anderson. Um, very few people do, I understand. But uh, yeah, that whole era around that whole height of Jim Crockett promotions, when I was covering that era, I never wanted to leave that era. And that era also included the Von Erichs, the heyday of the Von Erichs. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. But I don't dislike this era either. I find very good things in sports entertainment and pro wrestling, and I still watch it. Yeah, absolutely. And my wife still says, are you watching that again? Another night of this? How many nights do you watch this stuff? 
yeah, I think there's there's elements from most eras that I like. I I, I wouldn't be able to choose one. Probably uh, maybe the nineties, just because I grew up in it, so it's what oh. more memories of. But yeah, I, I think it's hard to say what is the best era. Yeah, yours was more the uh, the Hulkamania era. Uh, yeah, With the Bret Hart. Towards the yeah. end of the Hawkamania era and getting into sort of like early Attitude era. Yeah. Would have been as, yeah. as I The Attitude it. era was great. Yeah, it was. Changed the business again forever. Yeah, yeah, it did. 100%. You go back and watch it now and it's not quite as good as we remember it being. No, because we've seen it. And it, that era turned Vince McMahon into the greatest bad guy in the entire yep. business ever. Ever. Yeah, it's not even close. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. No, no one can get near that. Right, okay. Um, three wrestlers who should be in the Hall of Fame. The WWE Hall of Fame. Mm. Ivan Koloff. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he's not in there. Um, Flair is in there. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. This is the other book that I love, by the way. Have you ever seen this? This is the the comic book. I'm going to answer your question, but look at look at the graphics in here. It's the whole history of pro wrestling in comic book form. I've never and seen that, but it looks very cool. Yeah, the illustrations and everything are uh, incredible. Um, I would put. I don't think. I don't think the Von Erich family is in the uh, uh, is in the Hall of Fame. I don't think so. No. No. And uh, oh, someone who worked in WWF or WWWF for a few times and captured my entire imagination. And he still was such a great wrestler uh, from Japan was Tiger Mask. I would love to see him in the Hall of Fame. He wrestled at Madison Square Garden several times and he was, he was incredible. So paying homage to some of the guys that were there back in the 70s, and all that, absolutely, I would put him in there. Hmm. One name I always think of is Vader. I can't believe Vader's not in there. Vader, uh, I would say, deserves to be in there, although he wasn't... Uh, uh, a, when I think of Vader, I think of him more as WCW. Yeah, That was just my thinking. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. But if Sting can be in there, then anyway. Oh, I agree, I agree. <laughs> yes, Sting is the one guy they never could get. Yeah. Yeah, and then when they did get in... Well, right, but it was over. It was, yeah. WCW was finished at that point, so... Cool, and then one more. Um, Over your whole career, who was your favourite person, favourite wrestler to interview? Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. If I could interview anybody past or present, it would be Dusty. He changed my name forever. I still have people putting uh, an N in my last name because he called me Willie Apner. (laughs) <laughs> so I still have fans that come over Mr. Apner, it's Apter well, that's not the way Dusty Rhodes said, he used to say it on I was on those shows pretty regularly in Florida and the Carolinas and um, mid-Atlantic area and he would uh, go on the show that I was doing, the PWI scouting reports and he'd sit there, you know Willie Apner yeah, so he changed my name forever but there were a lot of guys, Dusty was the most personality driven one in terms of people who were serious when I was interviewing them. Again, that would be Bruno San Martino. A gentleman and an athlete and very well spoken. Hmm. 
Very cool. Yeah, I had a good long chat with um, Larry Zabisco about Bruno, and I, I oh, wish yeah, I could have been alive around that time to experience. Larry's a very good friend of mine. I've been back and watched bits. Obviously, I like to to watch bits of wrestling history and that from before I was born. But I would have loved to have been around at the time of Bruno because he just seemed like such a a spectacle. Well, the, the, I've said this many times, and it's I think it's on his biography on the uh, WWE Network Peacock. Um, that he had no entrance music. Back in his days, there were no entrances for anyone, but the music was 21,000 fans at Madison Square Garden singing, Bruno, Bruno, Bruno. That was his entrance theme. Larger than life, wasn't yes. it? Really was. Awesome. That is the end of my, my quick fire questions. Um, and that that's all I've got for you, Bill. Man, like well, no, no, that's good. We we said we do close to an hour, and yeah, we've yeah. done that. So I've got a question to ask you. Oh, okay. Um, this we're still taping, right? Nobody's ever asked me ever asked me a question before, so go ahead. We're still taping, right? Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah. Um, is wrestling fixed? I, 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 I didn't know it was broken. I can't get an answer from anybody. I'm telling you. <laughs> Thank you. I always get that plugged. And uh, uh, people can follow me, of course, on Twitter at Apter, not Apner, at Apter One Wrestling, the number one. I still have my um, YouTube video channel, which is you can go to BillApter.com or One Rest, the number one, One Wrestling Video. It'll take you there. You can follow me also uh, if you go to Google or whatever your browser is, and you put in Sports Kita, Bill Apter Profile, it will take you to all the current stories that I've done for uh, Sports Kita. Awesome, awesome. And as we said, um, you can get the book on Barnes & Noble. You can get it at Amazon, pretty much anywhere where anywhere. you can get books. I imagine. Now, wait, before we leave, I've got one other thing. Okay. What, what's your best? I always ask every interviewer this. What's your best wrestling imitation? Who do you do? Oh man, um, <clears throat> I've never been asked. I don't really do any. Um, I think oh. I think I can do an okay Vince McMahon Jr. Um, oh, let me try and let me try and get. Go in. for it. Excuse me, Mister right. McMahon. Can I speak with you? Uh, yo, what do you want, kid? That was pretty bad. You're right. Yeah, that was pretty bad. You know what? I have two words for you. <laughs> You're fired. I think I deserve it. I think I deserve it. That's fine. Thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed no, it. Bill, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, everybody who's watched, everybody who's listened, thank you so much for checking out this interview. It's been an absolute blast for me. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said at the start, please hit subscribe. Please hit follow, depending on wherever you are watching or listening to this. And I will look forward to catching you again next time on It's My Wrestling Podcast. Mm -hmm.